Wakey, wakey, upraised podcasters. Do you have skeletons in your closet or is that just a boner? <laughs> Share a thought of that amazing line. I'm C. And I'm S. And we're Castle Girls. Why did you Why is she answering? And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. are going to record episode 18 the age of dissonance the best such a good episode and the title comes from age of innocence which is a literary classic i have not read it it's pretty okay i watched the winona writer movie and um unlike what Ned said it's not that hard breaking i don't really care mm. but it's pretty good so what is the netflix description soups uh the seniors put on a production of the age of innocence chuck enlists help from an unlikely source his nemesis carter basin have we made that clear that that's his like actual arch nemesis or like i don't feel like it's been clear yeah i mean like i, I mean i know that um nate and him have like I hope everyone just hated Carter. That's fair. Nemesis is just such a strong word. Yeah, because it's not like around enough to even be as a nemesis. I feel like Dan might have been as like his nemesis. Exactly. (laughs) With the whole Charlie Trout thing. I love I will I'm gonna mention that every single episode. I fucking hate that name. (laughs) Why would you name it's so obvious? Like the basses are very prominent in this version of America. And Charlie Trout is extremely obvious. It'd be like if I called Share like share winemaker. What? I don't know. So one time so one time we were trying to think of what a um winemaker would be called and then my friend Savannah very confidently said Vincent. Oh <laughs> that's what a winemaker is. So it's a Vincent. It's a Vincent. It's true. We make wine. Um but yeah, I don't think he's like somebody that is even like around to be a nemesis to like yeah garnish that but i i am happy about carter being back in the picture because i love carter basin he's an asshole and i love it i am here for it okay so this episode is so great and i love it i think this is like one of my favorite episodes same i forgot how much i love this episode until i started watching it it is so much this episode is so much so let's dig into it yes first and foremost what we left off in the last episode was some teachers fucking a student someone's hot for teacher hot for teacher yeah, Dan and Miss Carr were going to Pound Town. Yeah, they were having sex in the dark, and they were backlit, and it was not sexy. It was not. It was very awkward because, like, like if like a solid like five seconds, we're like fumbling through their clothes. And oh my god, I know. They're like, I can't get this button. Oh my god, this uh, your buttons. You should uh, smaller buttons. And then they're like, Fuck it, let me just get on top of you and grind for a while. Like that's let's, what I felt let's like. Let's watch some some feet action too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sexy, so sexy, sexy times. Let me. Let me touch your cheek in a very sexual way. Mm. So yeah, he is. They are out here in these streets and in the sheets. Um, they are fucking, and the entire. Well, they had sex one time, rather. I think yeah. it's like it's not even. I don't think it's implied that they were still doing it because Miss Carr is also back as a teacher now. This is true, but like they know they did something shameful. So shameful. So shameful. Not even. It's not even good. It probably was really bad. Oh, for sure. Look, he probably came like super fast. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Humphrey. He's seventeen looks, years he looks old. Like he would come super fucking he's fast. He's super. He's seven. He's eighteen years old. Like eighteen year olds do not like. Oh my god! I just remember my mom listens to this podcast. Oh well. <laughs> it's fine. No, but like, yeah, like it does not take that long Mm-mm. with a seven like when you're 18 you think like oh my god i'm having the best thing in life and then two minutes pass like i think i came oh. okay you think yeah you think yeah so yep um <laughs> sorry sorry parents who are listening to this okay. podcast also sharon i just watched a fake uh 50 shades of gray trailer starring serena and nate and it is so good it's a masterpiece oh my god we'll be linking them the show notes it's so good oh my god so, i love it so good um but anyway so the entire senior class is doing everyone except for chuck who got a doctor's Another. note saying that he had um stage fright <laughs> wait really i missed that yeah that's what <laughs> nate said he was like yeah so you gotta get over his doctor said he had stage fright so he oh can't do oh my it. god that's so perfect <laughs> oh that's so lame I love it. I love it so much. But it's like also does Nate, does Chuck go to school anymore? Like I've no. actually even seen him in school and like He has to run a business. 
I, it's been a smooth five episodes. I've actually seen him in the a school. Smooth five <laughs> episodes. Word. Like I think last time he was in like, the in, in the school, he was like smoking a spliff in the car in the courtyard. Yeah, that's right. And then he his uh, uncle had to like save his ass. Or yeah, but like I don't actually remember him re-entering the school. Yeah. <laughs> since then, so um, I digress. Um, so this play, everyone is in it. Um, they are characters in this play, and it is um, being directed by a man named Julian who uh, is a basic-ass white boy. and He has a scarf, though. Yeah, he has a scarf. and But uh, he, he, like, directed a couple of, like, off-Broadway plays, and he's, like, intoxicated with, like, directing some other stuff. So, like, he's, like, the up-and-coming director extraordinaire on the Broadway circuit. Which is why he's doing a high school play, obviously, with these... Like non-actors, okay. Yeah, this yeah, is no. truly unbelievable for sure. But like, also, I feel like you know, money gets you everything. So like, they probably paid him an exceedingly amount of money. Like, please direct our play. Yeah, and so, so Serena, yeah. like fresh out of a relationship with Dan, is crushing on this real boring director. I don't know why. Because he is a older version of Dan. Oh right, brooding, they have, brooding they sad have boy. similar haircuts. For they God's do. sake, oh my they God. have similar haircuts. They have similar haircuts. Um, you know, he has facial hair, whereas Dan does not. Because he's seventeen and can't right. grow it. And instead of having like too fast, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no testosterone. Uh. Um, and then you know he has like instead like this kid. Um, what's his name? Jesse. What's his name? Sorry. Uh, Julian. The, Julian. Yes, Julian. He has a scarf, whereas Dan has that, that gray coat. So, like, yeah. that. So, like, they, they are, you know, they're out here with their winter accessories. Oh, my God. Love winter accessorizing. I'm about it. <laughs> so, um, Vanessa is making a boring ass documentary about this play because she makes documentaries about everything about these rich white people. Like, I know. Vanessa. Like, you can do so much better with your yeah. time. Isn't there like people like starving in the streets in New York City? Like, aren't yes. they more compelling than like these basic ass white people? I mean, we're watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not making Gossip Girl. True. That's we're making Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just fucked ourselves. <laughs> Oops, actually, I took the bell back, Vanessa. Sorry, yeah, you're, you're Vanessa, brilliant. Yeah, you're, you're brilliant. You're, you're doing it. You're out here in the streets. Oh boy, <laughs> what are we doing? So, no, no. Uh, so Vanessa's making a documentary. Serena's in love with this boring ass director, who's an older version of Dan. <laughs> and Dan himself is very mad that everyone's treating Miss Carr with disrespect, and he's very sad about it. She deserved the very best because I fucked her. Oh my god. Everyone I fuck deserves the best treatment. <laughs> that's what he says when he's yeah, having sex. That's, yeah. I treat all the people I fuck with respect. Okay, Yikes. I don't know where I'm going with this. That's <laughs> fine. It's fine. So he um he sees Rachel and he's like, mm, I want to fuck her again. Pretty much. He's like, oh. I'm he's like, so, I'm so like, thirsty. So thirsty. Oh, my God. He's so hot for teacher. Indeed. Um, so and like, and she like is like self-loathing you can like see like the self-loathing on her face she's oh my like, god i know she's like i nope i, I can't believe i fucked a student what the fuck's wrong with me i fucked a student i fucked a student what the hell what can the you hell? imagine that's like oh i would just feel so bad for the rest of my life probably a like, little bit I know. it's it feels a little bit but again weird. like i've said in like previous episodes i want a professor to um you are like a, an I'm appropriate a grown age i know i know i'm a grown-ass woman but like that's the dream yes yeah, okay that's your dream <laughs> It's the dream, though. My right. dream is to watch Fifty Shades of Grey with you. <laughs> we'll we'll have we it very soon. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we'll be having it very soon. For some reason, Cher really likes the Fifty Shades of Grey series. I've never watched read the books. I don't ever want to read the don't books. Don't read the books. I read the first book. Oh, really? Well, you I did? skimmed the first book. It's, but it's like, I mean, I it's it's Twilight fan fiction that was printed. I also a, read the entire Twilight series. Same. So, yeah. There's, same. I love the Twilight movies too. I'm not, like, I love Breaking Dawn Part Two. It is one of my favorite movies. I love the New Moon one, the second oh, one. Oh, I don't remember that one. I don't think I liked that one. That was the one when like Edward um, abandoned Bella. Oh right, and she, she got like, close to Jack, Jake. Yeah. But like, I like the movie mostly because the soundtrack is banging. Like, oh, it's like all my favorite people, like Boy Bear, Saint Vincent, fucking Tom York wrote a song. Who was like the lead singer? Yes, exactly. What? I know, and that's an incredible fucking song too. It's so good. <laughs> Forever. 
I'm into I'm like I, I hate Taylor Swift, but I really that song. Oh my god! And they're playing a lot on they're playing a lot in the commercials, and I heard it in uh, in a bar recently, and I was like, "Fuck, this song's banging! What is this?" And yeah. I was like, "Taylor Swift, no, but also I'm here for this kind of." Um, <laughs> back to the show. Yeah, back to the show. Jeez. <laughs> wow, we're really excited about watching Fifty Shades of Grey later. Honestly, it's so, so like, good. It's so Dan <laughs> writes a note to Rachel, and he's like, "Hey Jenny, can you give this note to Rachel?" Yeah, pretty much. And like, poor Jenny, like. She has been like um I'm again like I've said in previous episodes um she's lessons more I think but I kind of wish that she had a little more to do just yeah, not being like you know is, doing yeah the she bidding. literally just transfers notes between Rachel and Dan this episode yeah like, she's essentially analog gossip girl she's she is analog SMS. like in the last episode she was like giving it to yeah. his hand on the hand and now she's like actual notes yeah um she is the messenger analog for messenger. sure but she is doing the costumes for the play so that's yeah. cool Julian for Collard Alenska's actually dressed. Bad for the cuffs. Humphrey, this is an invited dress. Backstage now. I can't believe I volunteered to do costumes. Oh, for the days of Eleanor's atelier. Do wait, did I really just say that? <laughs> um, the co- like, oh, the costumes in this play are awesome. I loved it. Um, yeah, good job, Jenny. Yeah, good well, job, Jenny. What ha- like, like, but also like, what, what was the talent? <laughs> what was the talent? I know. You were a fashion, you know, uh, ingenue. What the hell? Um, so Miss Carr responds to Dan's note with obviously love you want to fuck you again and here's then, my key to my house yeah like, come through also don't give him a key just tell him where you live and you can open the door for him this does not make any sense okay rachel <laughs> like what the fuck was that i don't know and so uh she gives that to jenny and then jenny's like sitting with rufus who's at the play really early for some reason and He's like, what do you got there, Jenny? <laughs> well, yeah, like he like, was like helping her. Like he was, she was trying to move up the, she was trying to move the, um, the clothes to have him sit down and she dropped the letter and he grabbed it and he read it mm-mm. and he's like, what the fuck? So he finds out and he confronts Dan about it. And so at this point, like we still like no one besides Dan and Rachel know that they had slept together and, I guess Rufus might just be like, you can't, like, he didn't know that. So this is like news to him that his son had sex with his teacher, which is also terrible. Yeah. And he's like, don't do that, guy. And then Dan's like, I'm 18. Dude, I can do what I want. I'm a grown ass dude. I'm like, I fuck Actually, who I want. It's my body. It's my body. I fuck who I want. <laughs> Aw, feminism. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Oh my God, South Park feminism, right? Yes, totally. So. You know, Rufus goes to Miss Carr and tells her to leave Dan alone. He's yeah. like, you have to be the adult here. You yeah. cannot. And like, so, like, you... when he comes to her house, he's, like, lighting candles. Yeah, for Dan to come over. Would you light my candle? <laughs> oh, please light my candle. Rent. So, yeah, she is out here with, like, so many fucking candles, by the way. That would scare That's me. That's, like, okay, so Dan and candles and sex is, like, a thing. Remember when he and uh, Serena had candle sex and it was like don't do that don't have candles lit like there is a lot of moving and vibration <laughs> and candle it's just such a fire hazard it's yeah. very scary and also like you i can already tip that shit over yeah it's just the wrong the wrong move you know yeah the wrong jerk or the thrust and the whole the place is a flame <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it was very scary yeah but rufus came through was like you know what you be the adult you know did you just turn on Siri with Siri? I think scary? I did. <laughs> I did. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh my God. God. That's so funny. Oh, that is so There Siri. needs to be like a Tumblr. What turns Siri on? <laughs> you're going to turn on, hey, Siri. <laughs> what turns you on? What did she say? Who? Me? No, the other Siri. Like what? Okay, this is fine. Yeah. Um, Siri's a man, right? Should be. I have a man as a British woman because okay. <laughs> I feel fancy when she speaks to me. <laughs> that is extremely fancy. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> yeah, so some some stuff that happens after um, this... but no, but like, well, going back to the, what we're talking about, though, is Rufus. He was like approaching, you know, Rachel as like an adult, adult. Like, yeah. you are an adult woman. You should not be fucking an eighteen year old kid, especially Which, my child. So, like, Rufus's approach to parenting when it comes to Jenny versus Dan is like so different. Like, with Dan being eighteen, he is older, um, but his crime being far worse than whatever Jenny did. But like, um, he's like, okay, 
that's fine. I won't punish you or anything. And then, like, Jenny gets three weeks of grounding for whatever. And it's yeah. weird. I mean, like, he can't really do anything, but he is living. I feel like, like it's, I think, like, gosh, I think with the reason why he's not punishing Dan so much is because I feel like he thinks that Dan is a victim in this situation. That's true. Which he, like, it is a power thing, so it sure. is sort of. But still, like, I feel like, you know, him being so, like, abrasive to Rufus should, like, at least get some kind of, like, you know. Yeah. Punishment. Also, maybe you just want to see Dan get punished because fuck Dan. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, Miss Carr, fuck him. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Already Have on sick. it. Already on Have it. Have the six. Yeah, so. um, Before we get to the play, there's some other stuff that happened, too. Okay, so. Um, everyone at one point um, gets a Gossip Girl blast. And the Gossip Girl blast is tearing uh, Blair a new one with uh, the the news. So I didn't realize that this wasn't something that everyone knew, but that um, Marcus, the Lord from Florida, um, was having an affair with his stepmom, who is on Riverdale, by the Riverdale. way. We Catherine about River- is on Riverdale. Yeah, we talked about Riverdale in the last episode, but oh my God, it's so good, Love guys. Love Riverdale. Watch it, watch it, it's so good. Um, so... So that that news comes out and everyone knows that Blair and Marcus broke up because he was fucking his stepmom, um, and so Blair at this point accuses Nellie because Nellie. Like, well, she, so well, Nellie, she accuses Vanessa. She she accuses Nellie first. Right. Get me out of my way! I need to make a fat lady sing. Hold it's stuck. No, leave it. She'll need as much padding as possible. What is your problem? My problem is a two-faced, four-eyed, devious little snipe in a fat suit. Did you really think you could rat me out to Yale and get away with it? I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone's jealous of me because my life is perfect. And you've always been the most jealous of all. People aren't jealous of you, Blair. They hate you. I didn't call Yale and good luck figuring out who did. There are about a thousand people who would relish taking you down. Want to hear the sickest scandal ever? Remember Bee's Lord? Turns out he was giving the royal treatment to his own queen mother. And the worst part? Bee knew and ignored it. How desperate can you be, Bee? No wonder Yale dumped you. Who wants inbred legacy? Someone's out to get you, Blair. That's just not me. And then, then she accuses Vanessa when Nellie's like, it wasn't me. So Nellie actually got early admission to Yale because... Um, because of what happened with the... Um, the play. Or the 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 fake rumor. The fake rumor, you know, the professor, the headmistress, the headmistress, she had like told, um, Harvard, um, yell about it, and then she tried to get it, tried to get the position back, but she lost it. Yeah. So Blair is not going to Yale. So like they're yeah. not going to accept her. Her like her early acceptance is rescinded, and she's just like not going to get in, even if it's later. She's like not even waitlist anymore. Yeah. Which is like really sad for Blair because it's her dream. Yeah. Um, so, so then, so, uh, Blair, like no one knows who sent this out. So Blair first accuses Nellie and then she accuses Vanessa and like, what, what, what is, I don't know. I don't understand why she accuses Vanessa. Well, the reason why Vanessa is because like Vanessa was the only person that really knew about about the situation because she's the one who took the picture of, uh, Catherine and, um, and the Lord and, um, the Lord, the Lord. And she told Blair about it, so she was the one who like knew about yeah, it. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, because um, like Nellie um, was the one who got back on. The reason why she was upset with Nellie is because Nellie was the one who got her place in Yale. Oh yeah. So yeah, so now Vanessa's late. Um, Vanessa's now in uh, Blair's, you know, wrath now, mm-hmm. and she, you know she's coming for. Her and she's gonna just dis- she's gonna quote unquote destroy, destroy her. her like girl you haven't destroyed anybody in a yeah in a like minute, you can't so. destroy vanessa like there's literally nothing you could i mean i guess she could do something about nate but like yeah. just fucking stop it yeah um so vanessa actually it has like the the other subplot with uh julian Which is great because like vanessa never has her own story stuff yeah so um serena is obsessed with julian and she finds out that like you know julian's like a like obnoxiously uh pretentious film like not like media what is that content yeah he's yeah he's like a um cinephile he's like super into movies and like but like very pretentious in his like knowledge of pretentious that's the word i was looking um, for of his like knowledge of like you know uh cinema yeah and 
to a degree, so is Vanessa, but like she's charming and cute and she's not like, you know, in your face about it. Yeah, she, but she can like hold her own in the conversation worst. because yeah. she like watches a lot of stuff, mainly because she's a, you know, a documentarian and she's like trying to learn from the movies that she loves. So um, she's holding her own in the conversation with Jillian, but it's also just like, you know, they're going back and forth and both Vanessa, um, Vanessa's on a date with Nate and Serena's, you know, with Julian, Julian not on a date they're just like all having yeah. dinner together and Serena and Nate are like super quiet because I can't really talk about because I don't know anything about movies yeah I know this is like when Cher and I are in a group of people and talk about gossip <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like this looks familiar yeah so it's it's just really like funny to watch and it's like it's a little bit like unbelievable to think that Serena would have a crush on I mean it, I guess it is believable because she had a crush on Dan right um so never mind I reset my earlier season. <laughs> It just, it doesn't, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of the, the romance things, like, with Dan and Miss Carr and Serena and Julian, it just feels very contrived that, like, they would be attracted, like, you know, or, like, have a thing. And I don't, I don't find this believable. Yeah, but, like, I also, like, feel like Serena is also kind of reeling because, like, with her, her ending of Dan's, the relationship with the Dan's, she really has, like, no other, like male interest at this point and you know the thing about julian that's really piquing her interest is that he's new yeah but like, he's also like old like the he's same. older but like he's also new but like he's familiar yeah and so like there's something there it's just like you know what i could probably get that yes she's serena vanderwoods and she can get what she wants yep and so the idea of her not being able to charm him with like her just serenaness yeah <laughs> Paying out too wow. much. Wow. Paying out too much. Amazing. But yeah, she, it's kind of like bothering her a little bit. So she doesn't want to, you know, have that opportunity pass her by. So she enlists Vanessa to help her feed, um, you know, Julian's ego. <laughs> pretty much. And also just like feed her like responses when they hang out next. Yeah. In her ear. So uh, this is weird. So um, she's. She decides to ask Julian to have a private acting coaching session, whatever that means. And so she has uh, Vanessa in a, a phone Bluetooth in her ear and like Vanessa's listening to what's going on. And then Serena's just like parroting whatever Vanessa's saying. Exactly. And it's what is the old trope? So funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's another. Tr- it's so tropey. Mm-hmm. I forgot where it's from. I I think I actually mentioned it in the episode, but um. Uh, it's another here or there, but like it's a, one of the like they've done it a million times yeah, in I've seen so, that many, in so many, so shows. many movies and shows. So um, it's really cute. But while oh my god, it's the entire plot of uh, that Mary Kate and Ashley movie, uh, Island in the Sun. Sure, I didn't watch that. You haven't seen it? Oh, no. is it called Island in the Sun? No, I didn't watch a lot. I didn't watch any of their like teen stuff. Like, oh my god, I, I only watched them when they were so kids. Bad. I love them. I watched them when they were kids, and then I watched that one movie, um, New York Minute. That's it. Oh, I don't watch York anything. Minute is also excellent. Excellent, terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Excellently oh. terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, so Vanessa's feeding all this information to Julian, oh, to uh, Serena, to Julian. But while this is going on, Nate, who's feeling a little bit like you know. Vanessa's going off with Julian. Right. He's feeling a little salty because, like, he really had nothing to talk to uh, Vanessa about, you know, at dinner. And he's feeling like, you know, we don't have anything in common, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And so he overhears um, Vanessa talking to Serena, but not knowing it's Serena because she said the word Julian. And so now he's, like, feeling insecure even further. Yeah, because he thinks that his girlfriend's going to cheat on him. Right. Or at least slip in a way. Like, she's getting, like, some kind of, like, you know, you know, intellectual like intimacy. A, yeah. She has someone who she can talk about her interests. Because, like, she and Nate don't share, like... Anything, well, really. Yeah. Except for, like, attraction for one another. Yeah. And, like, they have a deep love for one another. But, like, you know... He's not into old movies. He's into, like, sports and sports stuff. Sports and, and stuff. And, like... Art. Right, and like Which, the only other person that she really has like that kind of like uh, relationship with is Dan, mm-hmm. and Dan's been preoccupied with like his Serena drama and now Rachel drama. So yeah. like he's not really around too much. So it's um, you know, he's a bit of a bummer. So uh, Nate, you know, obviously suspects the worst and classic Nate. Yeah, because he's you know. He, I mean, he, while he's like, he, while he's Aioli boy, he's still mayonnaise. Yep. Like, at the end of the day, he's still, he's still mayonnaise. He's still mayonnaise. So, um, he's going to just like do Nate and, uh, get really in his feelings about it. Yep. 
And um, while the coaching session is happening, there is another Gossip Girl blast. And we find out that Serena's acceptance to Yale was only because she agreed to do a press release or it was contingent upon a press release that she was going to attend Yale. And that was also something I thought was common knowledge, which apparently wasn't. No. And so Blair, I'm sorry, Serena automatically fixes Blair because she's the only person outside of Dan. Yeah. That had told about like she knows that Dan would never say yeah. anything like that. So she like suspects it was Blair because Blair is pissed about the fact that she's not going to Yale anymore. Yeah. And she's just like lashing out. Exactly. Um, but we still don't know who's sending these. Right. Um, I had actually forgotten when I watched this episode. So like it was a fun little surprise for me. Yeah. Totally. Same. Um, yeah, so then Blair uh, starts to... So she's accused by Serena for um, sending out that blast. I love calling it blast, though. Like That's great. I think it's really funny. I feel like part of our new website should be like to have a, a blast thing. Yes. That would be something I can figure out how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... You want to talk about the play now? Yes. Okay. So the play, Age of Innocence, as well, is all leading towards, and it's kind of like the big whip to do of the episode. Okay. Yeah. So um, apparently they've been rehearsing for like, what, three days now? Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's all it takes, right? Yeah. So there's a solid run through of the, ep- the movie, uh, the play, Put and on then, a play, then a dress rehearsal, and then the actual play. It's so, Boom. so easy. So simple. Um. So yeah, they're they're doing the play, and then like, the the they, uh, Blair and Dan have like a heated argument on stage about um, the blast, I guess, or like. Well, yeah, well, that? like, well, like, what happened was that like Serena had came to um, Blair saying that like you know you did this shitty thing, how dare you? Like you're like you're Exena's portrayal is what you do, you know you mm-hmm. you always betray people. That's what you that's what you do, and Blair's like I didn't do this, and Dorota's like I believe you, Miss Blair, I believe you. <laughs> And, you know, she wants to feel, and she wants to, you know, you know, feel vindicated. So she realizes, like, wait a minute, who who else knew about that? Dan. Yeah. And th- these are like, there's only a, there's a very, very limited amount of people that knew all these facts. And right. so like, there's a very small pool. Of and so Dan was the from. one who knew. And so like, while they're having this scene together on, in the play, they are <laughs> arguing while delivering lines. And, and then it's, fake making out. It's so funny. It's such, it's a, such a beautiful visual gag. Oh my and God. I love it. I highly recommend you guys going to watch this because, oh my gosh, I'll have the, I will slip in the audio here in just a second, but like, it's so good just like the way they act upon each other i love it and like it's there's sexual tension there oh for sure but like there's such a good like they share like the whenever they share scenes together it's so good because they they feed off each other so well and the banter is like just because they both hate each other so much i love it and i'm and i always root for couples who hate each other beginning like i love it it's very (laughs) well no it's very like i love that trip let me me go through my my list of people that i know share hates because she's probably gonna marry one of them Every time I see you, you happen to me all over again. Ellen, you might be the most honest woman I've ever met. What the hell are you doing? Oh, no, but one of the least fussy. You're trying to ruin my life. You're insane. You must know that this can't last. What can't? Our being together. And not being together. Don't try to gaslight me, Humphrey. I know you're just seeking revenge because I ruined your chances with a simple revenge. You ought not to have come today. I look forward to seeing you. Every thought is burnt up in a great flame. Someone is out to get me, and all signs point to you. <laughs> oh my god, please. Oh my god. Who do I hate? I don't hate I don't anybody know. recently. I haven't hated anybody in a long time. Oh. That's why I'm going to die that's, alone. That's why you're single. Because <laughs> you don't so, hate anyone. I don't hate anybody. I don't actively hate anybody. Um, Guys, let me hate you, please. <laughs> Cher's pickup line. Relation tip. If you want to get with Cher, make sure she hates you. <laughs> yes. Hate the one you love. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> but um, anyway, so after the scene, uh, Dan's like, what the hell was that? She's like, I know you spread those rumors. She's like, I didn't spread any rumors. He's like, uh, I think you did, though. Like, you um, not only you're the only person who knew about it. It's like, I swear I didn't. And so, 
while this is going on, we actually missed, we actually skipped a whole thing about uh, Dan and Miss um, Carr. Oh my God. Yeah. So even prior to the film, one of the film, geez, the play. Ah, I forgot about this. This is weird. <sighs> but, okay. it's, but, it's, but it's important. Yes. So Dan is like going, you know, he's going freaking crazy. He needs to talk to Miss Carr. He and needs to fuck Miss Carr. Essentially. And he, you know, runs into her in the hallway before the play even starts. And he pulls her into like the storage closet. And it's like, look, you know, we've got to talk about this. Like, I know that we can't be seen together, but like, I care about you. Like, please. Like, and like, it's Rachel's like, your dad doesn't want me to be around you. Like, your dad knows. Like, I... I just got my job back. I can't jeopardize my job. Like, please. And but then, okay, let me let me describe the seduction in detail. So they're sitting together on this Shays Lounge, right? And so he shout out the Shays Lounge. I love Shays Lounges. Oh yeah, they're it's, fantastic. It's amazing. It's very sexy. And so he picks up her hand, and he starts like kissing her palm, <laughs> her wrist. It's not her wrist. It's her palm. Oh, well, like it's <laughs> it's from the play. Oh my god. Well, it's on the play. Like there's a moment in Age of Innocence where like, you know, he uh the guy, he can't be with the one he loves, but like he unbuttons Kisses her. He buttons hand. her unbuttons her uh, her glove. Oh. And he kisses her and he like touches her wrist because like they can't really touch each other, but like it's like, you know, back in, you know, the Age of Innocence almost all of a woman's skin was like, you know, covered. Covered. And so he unbuttoned a little bit of her her wrist. Um, of her, of her, he unbuttoned. He buttoned a part of her glove to I don't like care. He unbuttoned her wrist. wrist. So good. Um, and to like see a little bit of her wrist, and he like touched it. Like that was a good. Oh my god, it was just so weird. It's very, it's very chivalrous, if you will. Anyway, yeah. and so then he starts kissing her arm, and then they start full on making out, and then have sex in the supply closet. Yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's again not hot. No, it's at all. Again, it's like a, a weird slow motion. Like yeah, we get yeah. in. So, you know, with all this going on, Blair is confronting Dan. He's like, I know you're telling these rumors. And Dan's like, I didn't, I swear. And then he re- and then the realization is like, oh. only person I told about all these things is Miss Carr. So he... he He's like, okay, this is a terrible thing for Miss Carr to have done. Like, she's you like, I don't know. So she's she's also trying to retaliate against blair i guess for starting this rumor which is actually true i guess i'm not sure i'm not sure what's going on well the thing is like he's um i don't know why she's doing it well yeah that's the thing like she had like she's upset that blair does like she has to like be punished and it's like wait a minute though like you're a grown-ass woman you shouldn't be like going you shouldn't be doing this you know in a celebrity website and a celebrity website but like a gossip website i don't know yeah you're you're an adult yeah, it's not a good look. Not a good look at all. Nope. So she's um so when Dan confronts her about this, she's like, You're totally right. I fucked up. Yeah. And I'm it's so like, sorry. It's everything that Miss Carr do- does in this episode is real fucked up. Like you shouldn't be fucking your student. You shouldn't be fucking your students over and sp- like spreading even like rumors you or sp- spreading gossip about them and like, yeah, it's like you're, all, you're breaking everyone's trust also like you're breaking dan's trust you're breaking serena's trust who like i guess you know now that she and dan have slept together it's weird but like she's still like serena still saw her as like a a, a mentor type figure and she, like she i don't know it was i don't know she's she's not being like a good person like even though she's not a good person she's just being really rude to everyone who trusts her right so like it's it's interesting because like you know, you see this put up and she like, you know, whole, whole like persona before she even moved to New York was like this like Midwestern girl, you know, yeah, she's, she's from like Iowa. She's a good girl type. And, you know, she's in the big city for the first time. She's never even been in New York before. Yeah. And just like her being in this, you know, this world, this world, this world. for all of a month, she's like turned into like a conniving, you know, backstabbing child, uh, child fucking, you know, oh my god, child. monster. He's eighteen. He's eighteen. Fine. Um, he's an eighteen year old, but still a teen, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, still a teen. He's still he's a little bit his fucking dad. So like, he's a child. He's still in high school. Yeah. So like, she has you know completely done a 180 as far as personality goes and i think in that moment she realized it when she was confronted with blair 
Yeah, and so Blair, um, like, just she's like, I'm gonna take you down, Miss Carr. Right before this, though, like Dan, like runs to uh, Blair, and he's like, uh, Oh yeah, oh yeah. By the way, we fucked. We had sex in the closet. You can do whatever they want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with that information. Which he like, tells he tells Blair that like, yeah, she's the one who's bringing the rumors. Yeah, because like that's that's something that like yeah, you don't want to be with that person that you are like. I mean, while they're not in a relationship, like they're still like supposed to trust each other. They have like a they have a friendship underneath the, the fucking the, yeah the foundation of the yeah. relationship was a friendship and you know you can't trust somebody who's like willing to like you know be that conniving that like that's really really petty mm-hmm. yeah and so vengeful. like yeah and like you know you learn and, like a teacher learning a lesson from the student he has to be like a little yeah low of like you know just being a character per- like just being a decent human being mm-hmm. so dan rats out miss car to blair and blair confronts miss car she's like son no you've been spending room on me you know and miss car just like is profoundly upset about it she's like i know and i'm I'm so sorry like and this is this is a really interesting conversation because like these people both like blair did some really really bad shit too and they both realize that they both fucked up and that like feeling like the guilt that they feel is like it's not going to go away and so Blair decides you know what I did fuck up maybe I don't deserve to go to Yale because I did something really terrible and she decides not to actually take down Miss Carr because um, she she suffered matures? enough yeah yeah she's like suffering enough she's like realized that the punishment fits the crime yeah so she's just like she's not going to fuck her over she's just going to be like hey you're going to have to live with the guilt for the rest of your life yeah and I can't do anything worse than that yeah so um miss Carr um leaves yeah so she goes back to iowa so she gives another thing about jenny um being (laughs) a messenger this whole episode she's been looking at messenger yeah so she's an episode that's a little like story arc that's like her place and she's She's literally just telling people things yeah but uh miss Carr went to their humphreys and left a um note under the door and jenny gave it to dan and it simply read that like you know Good luck, you know, but I'm gonna, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't be with you anymore. And Dan's, you know, he's sad about it because I feel like, you know, he did have feelings for her, but Mm -hmm. also he like gets the idea, like, yeah, this is probably not, you know, gonna be a long lasting relationship anyway. Yeah, it's not. And also, like, you're not a great person. So, like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna fuck with you. Yeah. So that's kind of how that ends. But, um, there's some other stuff that happened too. Oh yeah. So the rest of the play. The play. Oh my god, it's so, so funny. Funny. So like they were they were doing the play, you know, everything was going well and then Nate fucking from his jealousy, he sees Vanessa and Julian sitting together and he fucking loses it on stage and he's He does. Like, he like lost it. Like he can barely keep up the, the story log and the, the dialogue anyway. Like he can remember his lines. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. I think he rehearsed like an hour. He was like before like, Oh yeah, I got some lines. It's cool. Yeah. And like that's it. Like like I just look good. It's cool. I don't even like, learn lines. I just need to look pretty. Essentially. Beaufort. So so good of you to come. Uh, they say You've been abroad. Well, yes, I, I've been, um... I've been, um... You, uh... They, well, they say you've been abroad, right? Uh, yes, I've, um... He's always had trouble with this part. Uh, you know, whatever. You, you want feelings? Well, I, I... I hate these clothes, I hate this play, and I hate pretentious asshats who try and steal other people's girlfriends. In fact, I might just spontaneously punch one next time you get in my face. I know just how Mr. Beaufort feels. Working so hard for something and losing it because people are out to destroy you. Well, Countess, at least you don't have to go through your whole life worried your best friend will humiliate and betray you. I hate this fat suit. No, and there's one other thing. My whole family lost all of our money before my father went to jail for embezzlement. So I think I know more about humiliation and bankruptcy than some lame dilettante director, okay? What amusing companions you are. Oh, my God. For some court. No, with Mr. and Mrs. Vanderlyn. a damn about the Vanderlyns, Humphrey. And so, like, he, like, he's, like, halfway through his first line, he's like, yeah, so, uh, I'm back from wherever, and, uh... You know what? And, uh... I can't do this. And he's like, I can't do this. And so, like, he, like, starts 
you know, freaking out on stage and everybody else like, you know, kind they of all dom- start yelling. Yeah. So kind yeah. of like a domino effect. And it's hilarious. It's so funny to watch these. It's kids. So like, it's funny. And Julian's like freaking out. I was like, you gotta yeah. my show. So you're Julian my show. invited a critic to like a New York this, Times critic. Like, first, this critic. is a fucking high school play with yeah. people who are not actors. Again, I remind you, they are not actors. <laughs> yeah, and like I remember, uh, there's this one like brief aside of the 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 episode where like the headmistress Queller she like comes up to the theater critic like, "Thank you so much for coming to my play." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> yup that's exactly what it is that's what exactly what they deserve like yep. what the fuck like that's what you like money man money you throw enough money at something and you can do you a lot can of things. do whatever you want so yeah so the play completely crumbles and it's just beautiful to watch it's, yeah but the theater critic loved it he was like oh it's so cool that you did the first part classically and the second part was like a modern take yeah, how deconstructed of the you know the mar- yeah. of the first act, you know, deconstruction, and like like it was fantastic, it was brilliant, and then you know Jillian's like, yeah, that was totally on. my idea, totally, and all the kids are like, you motherfucker, yeah, you you'll sell us out for anything, my g, that's not what happened yeah. at all, and then Serena was like, I can't believe I had a crush on you, and Jillian's like, bitch, I'm gay, <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Girl, I am gay as fuck. Oh my god, I am gay as Christmas. Come on, get out of here. So gay as Christmas is that a saying? <laughs> yeah, a, a friend of mine who's gay as Christmas said that. It's just the funniest. Oh my god, some it's so funny. It's so weird. So funny. So we also have to talk about Vanessa and Nate. Yeah. So Nate is extremely jealous of Julian, and Vanessa still doesn't realize that even after his breakdown on stage. And then they start talking, and they're like, "Oh, do we even belong together? Like, we have literally nothing in common." And it's like that's okay. Like you're allowed to not have things in. I mean, you have things in common, just not everything. Yeah, and I feel like when you're young, you feel like you have to have everything in common for you guys to be compatible, and that's not necessarily true. And I say, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? (laughs) 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 Okay, that's the one thing they've got. Um, Maybe not. He probably hasn't seen breakfast at Tiffany's, knowing him. Um, actually, he has probably seen Breakfast at Tiffany's because Blair probably made him watch it because yeah. they used to date. Remember that? Exactly. Gosh, wow. What a so what a time. Weird. I know. What a time. What time to be alive. Um, but yeah, so um, Nate, he's feeling frustrated in their relationship and so is Vanessa to a certain degree. But she goes to his house and burying gifts for cooking. She goes to him. She goes to him and tries to, you know, you know, find, you know, a way to you know, get back, you know, get back to where they were. And while this is going on, Nate is watching Age of Innocence on Aww, his computer. On his MacBook Pro. Yeah. And like he, you know, she sits next to him. He's like, it's heartbreaking. It's so sad. Ooh. And she's like, you're trying. He's like, yeah, you know. Which is kind of sweet. I it's like really it. It's really sweet. And they're like, you know, and it's, that's, that's how relationships are supposed to be. Yeah. You're supposed to, you know, compromise. It's so cute. It's You're really supposed nice. to meet each other in the middle and that's the thing. Like, you don't have to have everything, you know, in common. But, in like, common, but it's, like, it's nice to have someone who, like, appreciates that you have interests and tries to figure out why you're interested in them. Exactly. Rather than being like, ah, we don't not have anything in common. Or like, like oh, I, like, boy, bye. Or just, like, not even trying. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, to a certain degree, a lot of relationships fall apart because... You know, there isn't a a sense of compromise. So, like, yeah. relationship. Compromise. Yay. It's okay. An actual relationship. Yeah, an actual relationship. Compromise. Two single ladies. Yes, exactly. I mean, I don't follow that advice. I never... I'm always no, right. fuck people who think that they... That I should move to, have, to halfway... I don't know what I say. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of a Freudian slip a little bit, but... Was it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm always right. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is also a bleep plot. Uh, a B plot. <laughs> a bleep plot. That's what I feel. A bleep plot. A bleep plot. A bleep plot. A bleep plot. What's, That's what it really what's is. happening? I don't know, but it's a B plot. So remember last episode when Ch- when Chuck was doing the whole like eyes wide shut thing? Oh that still God. thing's happening. It's that still, still thing so- happening. It's something that's completely separate from the Age of Innocence plotline. Because he has stage fright, so oh he has my to, God. So he still has like his own like shenanigans he's getting himself into. So while Nate and Vanessa are like not caught up in the whole Age of Innocence situation, Chuck is out here by himself trying to save this girl named Elle Whoever from this like world of the underbelly of uh, high high risk sex acts or whatever yeah i don't, I don't know I don't know what's going on no one knows but chuck he is going to lunch and he sees a uh old friend of his father's having lunch as well and at the same time he 
sees Carter Bazin. Carter Bazin. So he goes back to, AF. Yeah, so he goes to Carter Bazin. It's like, oh, what are you doing back in town? Like, never did I see you, but how's it going? And then, you know, he notices he's having lunch with Al. <gasps> so he's like, Isn't Al a weird name? It's just like a letter of the alphabet. I don't know, Al Woods. L. It's it's still just a letter of the alphabet. Yeah, it's for Eleanor. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a lot of friends who have been naming their kids Eleanor recently. Yeah, probably because I want to name like nickname them Ellie or L. Yeah, which is a cool name. But um, but yeah, so L is there, and uh, Chuck is like, "You're okay." He's like all super starry eyed, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah," and she's like, "I don't know." I love you. Yeah, and she's like not paying attention. She's like, "I don't know who you are." Yeah, like um, I don't know who you are, and so she's like, "I'm going to the ladies' room, Carter. Be right back." And then she like. Leaves, leaves the kitchen yeah so she just fucking abandoned leaves. yeah and so uh chuck's like what and yeah and carter's like well yes that's over yeah. so like he's you know heading off and chuck is like what are you doing back in town and blah 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 and it's like trying to question trying to figure out how he knows l and it's like you know i just met her you know it doesn't really matter what her name is because he knew her as something <sighs> some another name so under another pseudonym so it's uh it's it's weird. And yeah. so then Mr. Campbell, who's that person that Chuck was right. hanging out with, follows Carter Bazin out of the restaurant, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. Oh, yeah. He follows Carter Bazin out of the restaurant. This and so, entire B plot so is just Chuck so is suspicious. Up. I so have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah. So Chuck is suspicious. And so he like invites Mr. Uh, Campbell to uh, join them, join him at his house to like you know figure out what's going on. Ask him about if he knows about the secret society, and potentially help him with uh, L try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, because um, after the lunch, L comes to Chuck and she's like, "I need help," and so like Chuck takes care of her, tries to like you know. L feels like they have a connection and they kiss. Oh God, it's it's so weird. So she's so like, weird. I don't know, I. I don't understand. So there's like a lot of like every everyone's romantic interests are exceptionally weird to me. Like I also don't understand why Chuck is so obsessed with this woman who he sort of vaguely remembers from one night. I think, and like it, you get more and more into like in this episode, it's 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 frighteningly apparent that like Chuck just wants to take care of somebody, mm-hmm. and so like at this point he feels like at like at his disposal right now, L is the most like logical person for him to take care of to like you know want to help and save mm-hmm. because the person he really truly wants wants nothing to do with him exactly. So he's just like latching on and trying to like be altruistic as much as possible. Yeah. So he's like, all right, you know, she seems to be needing my help. I'll go, you know, after that, you know, because after he is not under Jack's thumb anymore, he can, he, he can do he, whatever. Right. And he feels a little like he, he's having a little more of a, I don't know, like a higher morality ground, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Also, probably because of like Lily. Yeah. Like he's feeling a little more stable in like his, yeah. his, in his lifestyle. Like he's living at the Vanderwoods again and Vanderwoods and Bass, rather. And which is okay. So they haven't done anything with like them living together again. Cause like Serena and Chuck just have not crossed paths. Yeah. In the last few episodes. Well, that's stage fright, man. Kevin <laughs> home. Um, but, you know, Chuck is trying to yep. trying to funnel his good intentions somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so he has chosen L to be the recipient of that. And so he is trying to do good by her, try to help her out, try to figure out how to get her out of the country. And so like, he's like, like Brazil would be a good place. I know somebody who can help you out. And so they go back to Carter. For some reason... Carter has a guy. Oh yeah, that can get like a, pa- a fake passport, passport, pa- fake passport, and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, my guy is like super paranoid. It's like, you know, it can't be, you know, a big thing, just me and the girl. Mm-hmm. So he puts her in a car, and then Carter Basin shows that tattoo that he uh, also has that weird like Celtic stamp right that uh chuck had received um upon the first um night when he had gotten drugged and left in that hotel in oh, secret club 
So uh, now Chuck is like worried. It's like, oh God, she might be killed or something. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to Elle. I don't understand this plot line at all. It's very much the plot line of uh, of Eyes Wide Shut. This is all still that. It's very much oh like God. secret society and like high 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 rollers who are part of this this very intense like you know like a lot like politicians you know people who were you know board members of high you know elite status companies or what have you mm-hmm. CEOs are part of this. And they um, if people found out about them being in like these like in like sex orgies, they could like you know compromise them as far as like finances or whatever yeah. like, it's a scandal waiting to burst and so like they'll pay anything do anything kill whoever they have to, to keep the secret society secret yep. and so Blair, um, so chuck is nervous that l might get caught up in the in the crosshairs of this and get herself hurt so chuck is going to mr campbell to try to figure out uh what might have happened, how he knows Carter Basin, if he knows Carter Basin since he left from the whole the, the restaurant at the same time. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Like, you know, you should probably just let this lie. And just when he is going to, you know, give up, Elle shows up again. I don't understand how she, I don't understand how she got there. Yeah. Um so Elle um Elle tells Chuck, she's like, I all I wanted to do was get out of this ring. I needed money. I don't need you and like chuck is he wants to take care of her for some reason right and so she also says something like um like carter didn't want you know like they didn't want to hurt her they just want to give pay her money and like have her go somewhere yeah and so chuck is like but like i can like get you out of the country you know like you know we can be together and chuck is like and i was like you know you have a good heart but like i'm good yeah I i don't need you i don't need you and so now chuck is like I do have a good heart. I do have a good heart, and I should give my good heart to somebody who can, who earns it and deserves it. And he looks starry-eyed into the distance towards Blair's house. Yeah, and so Chuck goes to Blair's house, and Waits Blair's not her. there, but Dorota's uh, like, Blair's not here. And so uh, Chuck's like, I'll wait. Which and is so, like, oh my gosh, finally. Finally, you know, they're trying, he's trying, he's being there. But in the meantime, Blair has pretty much like falling. oh my god she's she's falling she's tumbling a bit she Blair, goes as we know is like he she's super depressed about not getting into yale and like realizes that she is a shit person and has been a shit person to a ton of people and like it's she's having this pity party yeah and she's like everything's coming back to bite her in the butt and mm-hmm. she's like she feels like so down on her luck yeah and so she's at a bar drinking alone and serena shows up and she's like hey i found out it was miss you know miss Carr. i can't apologize I shouldn't have, you know, accused, accused you. you. And Blair's like, why wouldn't you? Like, of course, if it wasn't her, it, like nine times out of ten, it would have been me. Yeah. And Serena's like, stop beating yourself up. You know, like you're fine. She's like, no, actually, I'm not. I'm not doing great at all. Like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Like, I'm kind of reeling. And she wants to be left alone. She's like, can you please go? Which like, is like when you're sad. Like the what you do want to do is just be left alone, just so you can. Like, yeah, go and that's very and very home. relatable. Yeah. So Serena leaves, and shortly after Serena Ugh. leaves. Carter Basin shows up. Carter. And while Chuck is waiting for Blair to come home, Carter is slipping on through, sneaking his way into Blair's life. He's like, what's up, beautiful? Buy you another drink. Yeah, let me touch your knee in this sexual manner. Yeah, and that's how the episode leaves off. Ugh. God, so, Carter Basin's really cute, but he's so smarmy. Yeah, and so, like, fun fact, um, at this point in the series, Lena Meester and Sebastian... Stan. Stan, yeah, they're dating in real life. Oh. Like, they were together, I think, the first two seasons oh of God. the show. Lena Meester and Adam Brody, though, like, are just the cutest couple ever. So cute. Uh, so cute. They're so cute. She, they they did two movies together. We'll, we'll, they did. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch them. Okay. For this show, for sure, we'll review them soon. I think I think one will review. Oh, we'll let you know. But we're definitely gonna review more movies. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. Oh my god. So we'll Love be back <laughs> after this break to pay some bills. To pay them bills. bills. Spotted. See the Met steps. And I see one, two, three, four guys wearing Wimby Parker glasses. All super cute. Can't even rival Dan Humphrey. But if you want to be one of these Wimby Parker guys, go to wimbyparker.com slash postloudness to get your free five home day try on. Again, that's wimbyparker.com slash postloudness to get your free five day home try on. So fashion, fashion. Put it all on me. (laughs) 
never gets old. Nope, it really doesn't. So, um, we want to talk about not so much of the other outfits they wore the episode, but the costumes. The were costumes fantastic, are so pretty, which is ironic because Jenny, Jenny, Jenny made them. I Jenny did not. made like they're they're period costumes, obviously, and um, they're really, really, really beautiful. They're just like everything's just so nice and elegant and fancy and posh. And I love it. And then everything else Jenny has made has been trash. Trash. This is not her aesthetic, and I don't understand. I know. Like, how could she make this so great and I be know. so bad and everything else? Yeah. So there's like um, the the minions' outfits. They're just like beautiful dresses with like they're wearing gloves and pearls, and it's just so perfect. I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite might be um Blair's though. Oh my god, Blair is wearing like a sort of high collar um black lace dress with like just gorgeous lace details. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing this really fantastic brooch. Oh, I love brooches. Really need to make a comeback. You know what? We're not even make a comeback. We're just doing it. We're gonna okay. make. We're gonna. I just buy brooches because I I have a couple of brooches I that I bought brooches. at like um a village uh, thrift store. Yeah. And yeah, and I have a, like I have like a blazer with a couple of on them, and then I also have like this one pea coat, the pink pea coat that um I oh, own. Nice. I have a look a cute like pearl gold oh, brooch really on it, so it's very cute. I love that. Yeah, so I'm here for brooches. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love this is my moment where Penelope and Dorota have very similar outfits because they're both maids. <laughs> And I just, it's a very cute, like, visual gag. That's so But they're cute. having, like, very similar outfits. It just, it made me laugh so hard. Oh, my God, I love that. Um, but also, I think um, oh, Serena's, Serena's dress. dress is really oh, lovely, it's so too. so beautiful. It's, like, this um, white, like, maybe cream gray-ish dress. And it has, like, ruffles or, like, feathers at the top and, like, a tulle bottom. And she's so pretty. And it looks yeah. so nice on her. It's really nice. She looks like a swan. She does look, oh, my God, she looks exactly like a swan. Yeah, she looks like a swan. Nelly Yuki, she's wearing a fat suit, and she said on stage, "I hate the suit. I hate this fat suit." <laughs> it's very cute. Um, I love Nelly Yuki so much. She's so great. I'm here for Nelly Yuki. I'm so glad there's like diversity within the minions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, one of the few places in the I entire know. show that's like got diversity. Is true. That. But uh, yeah, it was fashion. So music, uh, there was uh, this one band I forgot existed until I didn't Razor Light. They're, I've never heard of them. They, I saw them I live once years and years and years and years ago with um, one of my best friends. Well, my best friends, it was her, it was his girlfriend at the time, but now it's his wife. But like, it was, uh, we were trying to bond because mm-hmm. she hated me because he was my best friend. And like, when the three of us would hang out with each other, people can, people would like confuse me and him as a couple instead of her and him oh, as a couple. Sucks. And it's not my fault, but like, she like was like super insecure about it for like the mm-hmm. first year and a half they were dating. And so like, I was like trying to like, like, you know, leave an olive branch. Like we should hang out. I got tickets to Razor Light because I like got them through a friend or something like that. I was like, you should come with me. And mm-hmm. we went out and we started a bond and we we're close to this day. So like, that was kind of like our the start of our like you know budding friendship from that. So shout out to Razor Light for bringing friends together. Also, Susie and the Banshees. Um, they're a wonderful '80s band. They're one of the first pioneers of goth. Susie, <gasps> goth. goth, health goth, health goth, health goth. But um, yes, yes. But like Susie and the Banshees were like kind of like the female uh, response to the Cure and shit like that. So good stuff. Um, and their song opened up the episode with um, Han Kong Garden. So let's do Otek Lotek. What would you think is Otek? Oh, I guess all the notes passing. Yeah, around. yeah. The weird notes, like okay, you probably have Rachel's number, Dan. Why don't you just text her? Yeah, that's like way way harder to find than a fucking note that you put in an envelope. Yeah, that's with a fucking. They didn't think key. that through. No, they didn't. So stupid. But also, I feel like it's. Um, part of like the aesthetic of the episode with like mm-hmm. the age of innocence old. like you know old oh, yes. refinedness and like sending passing notes mm-hmm. it seems kind of part of the theme and so i guess like you know and you know in the idea of the episode and the theme we were like oh that works that's cute it's yeah. quaint you know how you know um very um you know uh very charles dickens or whatever like it's very like of that you know era yeah so um, very old world. Um, what other old tech, low tech moment? Um, this isn't really an old tech, just a tech like observation. Like I said, uh, Nate was watching on a MacBook Pro. 
Oh yeah. Which is really funny to me. Cause like, I think they've only had, like they haven't had any Mac products. There's only been windows products. So that was right. interesting. Cause like people get like, there's a lot of shows that get sponsored by Apple. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's really interesting how, if you do, if you don't, you either get sponsored by Windows or Apple. Yeah. Oh, um, the earpiece in Serena's hand. Oh hip. my God. How could I have forgotten about that? Yeah. So, um, it's. It looked like a piece of tin foil that was stamped. Yeah. But also, it looked like my friend's hearing aid. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, it looked very similar to that. I didn't know hearing aids had, like, external parts of it yeah hearing aids like you like you put it in your ear and then it rubs around your ear oh and it looked very similar to hers because hers is gold oh weird yeah sounds awesome yeah like she's very fancy so she wanted she wanted a fancy um hearing aid to um to uh, work with her aesthetic yeah um any other low tech moments um i don't think i had any Okay, and uh, stray observations. Stray observations. Um, so Blair, when she's trying to figure out who sent out that blast about Marcus the Lord, she says, "Do you know how hard it is to get revenge when your enemy is changing every five minutes?" <laughs> and I was just, I started dying laughing. Oh, like, me too. Oh my god, I did too. I was like, "Oh Blair, calm the fuck down." I was, I was watching this episode on the train, mm-hmm. and I was like, when that scene came up, I was like hiding my 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 face in my scarf so I could oh like muffle god. laugh. <laughs> Because it's just so funny. Oh my god, I love yeah, it. Yeah, did you f- watch this episode while while you were drunk on the train? On yes, Thursday? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling myself like I want to watch this episode now. Amazing! It was great. I have no regrets. Okay. Um, what else? What other stray observations? Um, I I mean, we were talking about like the the pained looks of like Ugh, between desire. the desire between Dan and. Um, Rachel, but like, oh my god, they are not cute when they try to fuck. No, and like, she's so tiny. She is tiny. She's well, so little. She looks like she's the same age as the kids, which is like, yeah. But like, I've seen Dan Humphrey in real life, and like, he's he's so tiny. He's super short. Like, he's about my height. He's like, I think like five nine at best, uh-huh. and I'm like five eight. She gotta be like, you know, five, five three just, or something. Not even that. I mean, like five. Like she's t- yeah, she tiny. was so tiny. A little bit, little bit. Oh my god! Remember thing. when I sh- my shoulder touched Penn Badgley's shoulder? Oh yeah. And I was real weird about it. <laughs> Still a little weird about it, but it's fine. <laughs> um, Our shoulders touched. Yes. Shoulder shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. It was weird. Okay. My bad. Um. Sorry. I love when he was talking about you crushed my ideals. Oh my god! When he was like telling Rachel off that she sent the stuff to Gossip Girl, you crushed my ideals. Like, what? What does that mean? This is someone you are having sex with. They like you should say you broke my trust, not you crushed my. Like, why are you so pedantic? Yeah, I know. Like he's, he, I guess he like, and that's weird. Like you know, you're fucking somebody you look up to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is that weird. Shouldn't you look up to some? I don't know. Or just, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know, like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but, like, I... Like, I mean, I felt like, it did feel like he lost, like, by you crushed my ideals meant I don't respect you. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I always just feel uncomfortable and, like, even, like, in my own relationships with, like, people are like, I want to be like you. Oh, don't, that's weird, yeah. Like, that's I don't real, want you to be like be me. me. Yeah, like that's weird. Be your own like, damn self. Yeah, exactly. Be your be your own person. Like, don't try to like put all your ideals and like all your aspirations onto me. Mm-hmm. That's horribly like that's a lot of pressure. Like, I don't want that shit. So, relationship, don't do that. Yeah, be your own person. Don't try to be the person you're dating. Like, that's, relationship, that's really, that's don't weird. suck on someone's palm as a form of seduction. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of hot. <laughs> I know, but the wrist is very like tender. It's not the wrist though; it's the palm. Oh, I thought it was. was it's it, so weird. What was it kissing her hand? Wrist, yeah, know. wrists are fine. I don't know. I I I was not that opposed. My by it. my favorite wrist kissing scene is from Twilight, the first book where she gets the poison like a oh yeah the vampire bite on her wrist, and then Edward like sucks the poison out, but then he like starts to have an orgasm or whatever. Well, like her blood is so good. It's his own personal brand of heroin, which is the worst fucking line. Yeah. There's a lot of Mormonism in that movie too. God, oh, yeah, what a fuck, what a terrible movie. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my god. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm also here for it. Um, any other stray observations? Um, I don't think so. I just, I also just, <laughs> I love when like Serena falls in love with somebody new. Oh my god, I know Julian. Like it was just so funny and weird. Like what are you doing, girl? This guy clearly sucks. 
Vanessa even hates him and she's pretentious AF. Can we all can we also just like observe that like the last three guys that Serena's dated are all brunettes? Oh my god, they all look exactly the same. It's Dan, Aaron, and they're all artists too. They're all artists. She has a type. She didn't technically date Julian though. No, but she definitely gay. crushed on him. Yeah. But she has definitely have a type. She does. Oh man. Um so Also I liked um Nate's description of the Age of Innocence is guy and girl can't um want to be together. Can't. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> <laughs> you should write reviews. You really should. This movie is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So you wanna read the episode? Yeah, I give this episode a ten. Ten. Solid. Solid. Ten. Love it. Top to so bottom. So good. So good. Oh, I love um, it. Um, it so ended much. one of my favorite arcs of the series. It was because I loved Miss Carr. I loved this whole plot. It's so dumb. It's I love so it dumb, so but much. It's, but it's fun because, like you know, there have been so many weirder plots and darker plots, and this one is just like hijinks. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's like, hijinks. It's nice because it's not like it's sexy. It's not deep. It's no. not like I killed a man. Right. It's sexy. It's like, I'm boning my teacher. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's also one of those classic teen soap tropes. Like, yep. like every, I feel like there's at least one Mary series. Mary Kay Latour trope. No. no sure. Um, I'm reaching. No, it's fine. I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. Um, but yeah, it's just a trope. Like every, you know, like we were talking about in the last episode, like Dawson's Creek, the new Riverdale is doing it. <sighs> um, I feel like... I feel like I think at one point, um, Vampire Diaries, any CW show essentially mm-hmm. has like a has a thread where a teacher and a student, you know, go to Pound Town. Yep. So um, it was really fun to have that in the show, just for a little bit at least. Um, but yeah, that is the episode. Want to thank Cards Against Humanity so much for letting us use your space um, and your facilities. Wanted to give a shout out to Post Loudness, which is a collective of audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer identified hosts. You can learn more about Post Loudness at postloudness.com. Want to give another shout out to Warby Parker as our sponsor this week and every week. Thank you so much, Warby Parker, for your fantastic glasses. Um, Want to give a shout out to Subi for just being like a rock and a fantastic like co-host. Like I do not know anybody else who would like let me stand in a room for like hours <laughs> on end and talk about goddamn Dan Humphrey oh without God. killing me. And I it's love also, this so much. It is like just letting me do this funny, silly thing. So thank you for just feeding that. Thanks. hunger that I have yeah thanks for also um, oh my god we're codependent we're super codependent I just realized <laughs> <laughs> that's okay right thanks for being my codependency partner <laughs> oh my god oh, thank you Cher for being an amazing producer and an even more amazing friend Aww. so we'll be back next week but um, you can donate to us if you haven't already you can go to gossipgirls.pod slash donate you can all um that's not our website <laughs> that's a super fucking lie sorry forgot we're not open-ended jesus christ i've been doing this for a while um you can donate to us if you haven't already you can go to our cast website and you can donate there and if you don't have money that's fine two minutes of your time is all we ask you can go to itunes to give us a five-star review five as well stars. as a little bit helps us get more listeners it really actually helps like and it really helps us love each other yeah our self-esteem yeah self-love guys we're all about it self-care self-share anyway so we'll be back next week next week yeah but until next time you you know know you love us xoxo gossip girls post-loudness (laughs) 